Hello, welcome to another episode of the Remix Movement Podcast. In this Remix Your Life segment, we're going to give you another topic that you can apply to your life that can help you grow in your relationship with God. And if you know me, my name is Stephanie. And if you don't know me, my name is Stephanie. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> All right. Now, I do want to mention one thing because I feel like whenever there's a time to give God glory, you got to give God glory, right? And it's basically a little testimony, and it may seem insignificant to some people, but for me, who received it, let me tell you, I am on cloud nine. I am so happy. I'm like, I deserve a pat on my back. I deserve, like, good job, Stephanie. Like, all glory be to God, though. I could have never done it without him. Like, I'm at that point, right? So here's what's happening, right? Um, as many of you guys know or don't know, um, I was diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, maybe about three years ago, three or four years ago. And basically, that's the reason why it has been uh, difficult for me and Lewis to get pregnant. All right. It affects your hormones. It affects your meta uh, metabolism. And there are certain things that goes on in your body that you don't know of. And you don't really know about it until you get tested. Okay. And what I mean by tested is, with PCOS, the number one thing that a lot of people, I think they say about 70 to 80% of women who have PCOS have is high insulin resistance, all right? High insulin resistance and also um, high glucose levels. Now, I have been put on several different types of medication, um, unfortunately, in the past to help with this. And um, there's some like side effects that go with it. I have been put on other types of medicine and it has been very difficult, right? But I decided uh, maybe like in the last year or two to start looking into uh, healthier ways, healthier natural ways to go ahead and uh, stop my insulin resistance and help out with my high glucose levels, right? Because I don't want to be diabetic. That's the thing. And I know diabetes runs in my family. So I was like, no, I'm going to do something and I don't want to take any medicine, right? So I did my research, listened to some podcasts, read some things from doctors, checked out some data, and I've been taking some fertility supplements, and I thank God I just had some blood work done on Monday, and I was able to get my results this morning, 24 hours, and by the grace of God, my insulin and my glucose levels are finally normal, normal, guys. This is without having to use any type of medicine, without having to use any type of fertility drug, like normal, all right? The only thing that I've really been doing is going dairy-free as much as I can, uh, go glucose-free as much as I can, and like I said, go ahead and try to uh, do like 30 minutes of workout, maybe like, you know, three times a week, and also take natural fertility supplements. Like, I'm talking about vitamin D, vitamin C, um, inositols, which really helps out with insulin levels. Like, if I start talking about all of this stuff, you're not going to know about it. But the point is, by the grace of God, by the hard work I did, by putting my health first, by praying, because I have been praying, guys. I pray for my kids by name. I pray for my kids every day. And I'm almost there. I believe without a shadow of a, a doubt that God is going to help me and Lewis have our children. And like he's allowed me to finally have normal insulin and normal glucose levels. Like this is 
all glory be to God. So I'm really excited about that. And I was like, you know what? I got to tell this, the listeners. I got to tell these people because there may be some of you guys right now that are going through some stuff that the doctors were like, no, you need some medicine for that. You're going to be on, you know, high blood pressure pills. You're going to be on diabetes pills forever. But, you know, there's all kinds of different natural ways. Most of them have to do with diet and exercise and lifestyle. But there's all kinds of different ways where you can try to get yourself off of those medicines. And with everything, you got to do it with prayer. You got to present it to God. You got to be faithful. And you have to have an immense load of faith. That's what I did. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to start off the podcast on a really positive, exciting note because that's that's what it's all about today. Like literally since then, I sent a message to my husband. I sent a message to my mom. I was like, woo. It's been years. I'm talking about years that I haven't had normal insulin and glucose levels. Like I, I took a glucose three hour test, like at the beginning of this year in February. And here we are in August, like praise God, praise God. All right. Into the topic that we're going to talk about today. Today, we're talking about purposeful time in the Bible. All right. Purposeful time in the Bible. Now, when I talk about purposeful, I'm talking about doing something with a purpose being disciplined enough to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to dedicate myself 30 minutes. I'm going to pray and ask God to, to reveal his presence in my life and to tell me what I need to read about and how I can apply it in my daily life. I'm talking about how like when you go to school and college and you have to pay for college, you're going for a purpose. You're paying for your classes. And when you go to every class, your purpose is to pass that class and get your degree. That is purposeful time in your studies, right? When you choose to go to work every day, you're going for the purpose of getting a paycheck and being able to pay your bills and be able to live life. That's what it is. And you go to work with a purpose, okay? And we need to do the same thing. We need to have that purpose drive and we need to have the discipline to be able to say, you know what? I want to have purposeful time in the Bible. I want to have purposeful time with my God. And I want to be able to read things in the Bible and listen actively, apply them adequately, and be able to allow this to produce something beautiful in my life. Okay? So in order for us to really understand that, the first thing that we really have to understand is that listening is an actively engaging skill, all right? It is one where you have to literally continuously choose to hear and give thoughtful attention, all right? And when we read the Bible, we need to make sure that we are listening to the voice of God, that we are not just saying, I'm going to read the Bible because I know I have to so that I can be a great Christian. No, you need to be like, you know what, God? I'm going to read this Bible. I'm going to trust in your word. I already prayed and I want your spirit to talk to me, your voice to be easy to listen to. And I want this word to speak to my life, to transform my mind and to produce Rama in my heart. And Rama is basically a word that means like to spiritually conceptualize something so that it produces good fruit in your life, right? When the Holy Spirit backs up what he's saying, all right? Now, all scripture in the Bible is inspired by God. Every single thing that is in the Bible is inspired by God. There's this really bad myth that people think that the Bible was written by people. So because it was written by people, how is it possible that those people are telling the truth? How is it possible 
that the disciples were giving the right account of what was happening with Jesus. Like people question that. But you know how I know all scripture is inspired by God? Because it says it in the Bible. Okay, it says in Second Timothy, verse three, chapter 16 and 17, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All right. So everything in the Bible is truth. It is not a lie. Okay, when we read and we listen to God's word, right, when we're actively reflecting on what it says over time, we learn to recognize God's voice. And this is what I mean by purposeful time in the Bible, because it not only requires you to make it a priority to focus on what's being said, but it also allows you to understand and easily identify God's voice. Right. The Bible talks about how Jesus is our shepherd. And the Bible talks about how those who know him are going to follow him. And this is in John chapter 10, verses 2 to 5. It says, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them. When he has brought them out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger, they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. We as believers have to get to the point where we know the difference between what is a lie and what is the truth. What is righteousness? What is right, said by God, established by God, and what is not established by God, and what is not uh, something that God would put his approval on. And the only way that we can get that distinction is if we go ahead and we choose to spend time with Jesus. We spend time in the Bible. We spend time with what the words of the red letters say. Now, what I mean by that is like a lot of the Bibles, if you're looking at older translations, every word that Jesus says while he's living on earth in his three years of ministry are written in red. Those are the red letters. Like he didn't lie about those letters. Every scripture is inspired by God. So when we read and we listen to scripture, we got to make sure that we're giving ourselves enough time to allow the Holy Spirit to move in it. Okay, some people think it's okay to read the Bible without asking God for his presence. And I'm here today to tell you guys, if you're trying to get to know who God is, you got to first be able to invite his Holy Spirit. You got to be able to say, you know, right before you open that Bible, right before you open up your devotional, right before you open up your audio Bible, whatever it is that you use, you need to be able to say a prayer that says, you know what, God, I'm taking this amount of time right now to spend time with you. Please allow your word and your Holy, Sp uh, Holy Spirit to come into my life so that I can understand what I'm reading. Because the thing is, when you read the Bible, you need to make sure that not only do you understand the words and the meaning, but sometimes you also need to know the tone of voice and the context of which you're talking about. There's certain things that a lot of people do is like they take pieces of the Bible and they apply it without understanding the context. And what I mean by context, uh, context is in what time frame is this being said? In what moment is this being said? Is he talking about this subject? Is he talking about that subject? Like, we need to make sure that we're putting everything in the right context, right? So there's a few ways that you can go ahead and make purposeful time. And I'm about to close, but I want to make sure that I say this, okay? 
There's a few ways that you can make purposeful time with God, that you can read the Bible and you can meditate on it and you can reap the benefits of what he has to tell you, all right? And some of those ways include the following. The first one, obviously, is get yourself a printed Bible, a printed Bible, a Bible that you can literally pick up with your hands you can highlight, you can underline, you can write like an actual Bible. All right. And this will allow you to have a physical Bible with you where you can be able to unravel things. Usually what I do is if I'm reading the Bible and God gives me a revelation or God gives me something that I'm like, wow, this was for me. I go ahead and I write it down. I write down the date, the time and what message God has for me that day. So that when I go back into that scripture, I can be like, OK, I remember this. I know why God said this, right? So the first one, like I said, is get yourself a paper physical Bible. The second one is get yourself a Bible app. Get yourself uh, an app where you can look at your Bible um, on your phone or on your laptop, right? A digital version. Um, one of the ones that I use is called version, Y-O-U version. And basically, um, it's a Bible app that offers hundreds of different types of audios that you can hear the Bible. So sometimes like I can't get to a physical Bible because I'm busy or whatever the situation is, but I always make sure that I go into my version app. So while I'm driving in the car, I can go ahead and put on a scripture and it'll read it to me. And the audios come in different versions, male, female, and, uh, and they're actually really expressive. So this is a second version. Go ahead and get yourself an audio Bible through an app or digital Bible through an app. You version, okay? And here's another way that you can also do it. If you have Google or Amazon, right? Google or Amazon Voice, or you have one of those things where you say, Alexa, okay, Google, do this. One of those things, right? Then you can also be able to listen to Psalms on the U version rest. So all you have to do is basically say, okay, Google, open U version rest. Or, hey, Alexa, open U version rest. Basically, this is an audio. Um, an audio Bible where they have certain books in the Bible and you can go ahead and read them. You can also find them on YouTube and you can also find them on uh, another Bible app as well. But yeah, those are three simple ways of how you can be able to read the Bible, a physical version and paper, a digital version on app, a Bible app like you version or using your Google or Amazon voice, deactivated uh, voice activated device so that they can read it for you while you're at your house, while you're cooking or doing anything like that. So, yeah, so the only Bible, I mean, the only Bible, praise the Lord. The only challenge I have for this episode for you guys is really take in consideration how much God loves you. Take in consideration how much God wants to get closer to you, all right? And go ahead and try to make purposeful time in the Bible for at least 15 to 30 minutes a day. Try it because what happens is, is when you try with 15 or 30 minutes, sometimes that's all you need for God to say, you know what, you're doing great to start off. And later on, weeks later, days later, years later, you're going to be like, wow, look at me. I struggled with purpose, purposeful time in the Bible, but now I love opening the Bible and reading these verses and reading these scriptures. And I love being able to share with people. And the time goes by. The time flies by. And the reason why is because as you're working on your purposeful time in the Bible, again, you are growing in your faith. You're growing stronger with Jesus Christ. And you're becoming closer in your relationship with him. And that's what it's all about. It's about 
being able to get with God and live a daily life with him, that it's nonstop, that you don't stop praying, you don't stop praise and worshiping, you don't stop reading the Bible. It's a continuous flow of relationship. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. This was episode 135, and I will talk to you again soon. God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.